0: Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran.
1: Hello and welcome to another podcast with Justin Bennett. Today, as we were preparing for this podcast, Justin told me that he had a really great conversation with his eight-year-old. And as we kind of explored it a little bit, uh, it's just such a great, one, heartwarming story. And two, uh, a great way for Justin to talk about how he talks about wealth, which is fundamentally different than how you normally hear about it. So Justin, I'm just going to turn this over to you.
0: Cool. Thanks, Matt. We were, uh, so our son and myself happened to be talking about a week ago, and I thought this would be just a kind of a good story to share with our listeners. The, um, so, you know, you find yourself in conversation with eight-year-olds, um, and, and sometimes you don't really remember exactly how you found yourself in a certain conversation, but we were talking about money and what, what it means to be rich and you know, it wasn't wealthy. We were using the word rich. I think, I think our eight-year-old can understand, you know, rich in that context a little bit better than wealthy. So, you know, I just asked him. I said, "Hey, w- w- you know, how much money do you need in order to be rich?" So I, I kind of set him up with the question, right? And I said, uh, "I said, let me know what you think." He goes, "Well, I think um, you know, I like really thought about it, and most eight-year-olds like himself." they don't really understand maybe significantly big numbers but uh, he's like $10 million, 150 10 million dollars 150 10 million dollars i'm like okay so it's a big number right he said yeah so i said um, all right well that's that's rich when you measure it by money right and he like looked at me like i was asking him or making a weird statement i said what if what if um, what if you measured rich like using other other identifications, like other than money. I said, what else would it look like if if you were rich? You know, because you, you told me how much money you need to be rich, but what else would you need or would it have to look like in order for someone to be rich? I think it was a challenging question for an eight year old, but I figured let me give it a shot. So I'm like, all right, hold on, let me back it up. Let me let me try to ask him more of the situation and and see what it, see if he thought it was rich. So I said, what if you have 100 million, 10 million, use his numbers, in dollars and cents and money, and you were really, really sick, right? Like you, you know, you you had some disease that you knew you weren't going to be around for a long time, right? So you had all this money, but you had this sickness. I said, for example, like cancer, you know, and he goes, well, if you had all the money, if you have a lot of money, then you could use the money to take care of the sickness. I said, oh, pretty smart boy, huh? But then I said, well, what if it's a sickness that it doesn't matter how much money you have, it can't be cured because there's, there's many sicknesses out there. And he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I go, well, would you be rich if you had all that money and you had a sickness that could not be cured? And he goes, no. I said, all right, well, let me ask you this. What if you had all that money, but you had no family or you had no friends? You know, like, people just didn't want to be in your presence. People didn't want to hang out with you. People decided to go in different a different direction than you. I mean, it, it was so foreign for him to even think that that's possible, but I just wanted to portray a situation. So I said, if you have all that money, you have no family and friends. I'm like, are you rich? He's like, no. I was like, how about this one? If you have all that money and you're just not a good person, like, you make bad decisions. He's like, no. So I think he was starting to catch on when I was kind of, putting together these situations. So, you know, I think we so easily associate rich or wealth or success back to dollars and cents and money. And that's fine to an extent, but I don't think it's the only domain in life that should be used to measure if somebody has made it or not, or somebody is successful or not, someone is rich or not. Because if you don't, have friends and family if you don't have health if you don't have if you're not making good decisions like it really doesn't matter how much money you have because as our son had pointed out you know you, you don't become rich or, or you're not as rich as maybe you otherwise thought you were so I was just trying to have a, a what I think was a, a fairly light conversation with a with an eight year old and I wasn't trying to get him to have that aha moment and take away You know, something for the rest of his life. But I think the more times we can continue to have these conversations, it it helps children frame the way that they want to see the world. And I'm not trying to impose my perspective on him. I'm just trying to help him model and formulate what he wants his perspective to look like. You know, because I think I think it's very easy, by the way, for parents to impose their perspective on child and not allow child to formulate their own perspective as it relates to money or relationships or anything else, but, you know, give, give a child a chance and they will certainly develop a perspective on their own. We can certainly help them to figure out what that perspective is. You know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, related to, I should say unrelated to anything that I just talked about, you know, you bring up this, this whole perspective of, of, of college, you know, I mean, college, I think at times, or the university or the college that a child goes to, you know, I see it a lot, becomes more important to parent than it does to child. And, you know, parent wants to drive around in their vehicle with the name of the college on the back window in a more proud manner than child actually wants to walk the halls of the college. I'm like this is this is weird, this whole situation, you know? Maybe parents should be going to college and kids should stay home. You know, I think doing things... For the right reasons is important. Having conversations with children as they're developing their brains and their perspective and their outlook helps them formulate their own perspective. And, you know, I do the best I can not to impose my perspective on, on our kids and, and on our son when we're having that conversation. I just want him to think bigger, think differently and, and, and see, see what he comes up with. So that was kind of the conversation, the, 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 the trade or the exchange that, that we had the other
1: day. I love it. What a good story, man. And and I love the fact that you asked him open-ended questions and you allowed him to make the discoveries on his own because that's really empowering and really makes your your kid. And the funny thing about this, Justin, is you do some of the same stuff with clients. Right? I mean, you ask them a lot of open-ended questions and you're going to find out who they are and what their opinions are before you provide any real consultation, which is something that makes you unique and different.
0: Yeah, I I, I appreciate you pointing that out. I tend to agree what you're pointing out. So I think that's important, right? Like we're not trying to get people to, 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 to think and see the world exactly the way we see it, but we want them to think critically about the decisions that they're making so that they could make a determination if the planning that they're, they're doing up to this point the planning that they're doing going forward will actually produce the results that they think it will result. Right. It's, it's so easy to, it's so easy to, uh, you know, not, have the ability to make that assessment and, and, you know, if a consumer is left up to themselves to make that determination, if the planning that they're doing is going to be in line with their intended objectives, you know, I think we're, I think our industry is not doing its job for the client, right? So helping the client determine just based off of fact patterns, what's going, what's likely to trans transpire over the course of time you know, from a likelihood or probability standpoint or a directional standpoint, gives people the ability to come back to
1: their decisions today and see if they're the decisions that they want to own for the long term. Yeah. Well, Justin, thanks for uh, sharing that story with us. And uh, thanks for your thought leadership again today. Thanks, Matt. If you want to give a good example of what it's like to work with somebody like Justin Bennett, since you're probably a client of his already, you know, this is a great podcast to share. shows who he is as a person, how he thinks about stuff, and how he asks really great questions to find out what you truly want your optimal personal economy to be. So for everybody at Bennett Financial Group, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Justin Bennett is a registered representative of Park Avenues Securities, LLC, or PAS, OSJ 1150 Raritan Road, Suite 201, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, phone number 908-709-0020. Securities products are offered through PAS, member of FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. New York, New York. PAS is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bennett Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of PAS or Guardian.